Hi, Cecil. Hey, Fitzgerald. And I'm Jermaine. And welcome back to another episode of Gravity's Hush Podcast. Today, we have a special guest in the house. She's a beautiful, lovely lady. Let's welcome Rhonda. Hey, Rhonda. Hi, everyone. Hi, Rhonda. Glad to be here. Oh, glad to have you here. Tell our viewers and listeners more about yourself. I'm Rhonda Wong. I'm CEO, co-founder of Oh My Home. Wow. I work with my sister. So I come from a family of three girls. I'm a wife. I'm a mom of two young young kids and have a lovely um, family. Basically, she's one woman who has it all together. I know she's glowing. If, right. if you guys are watching on YouTube, she is glowing. She's got great aura and energy. And I'm very excited to pick her brain today. Mm-hmm. Yes, Absolutely. She, yeah, she's also on a show, a business reality TV show called CNA's Big Spark. Yes, that's right. It's a it's a startup challenge. So contestants will come in and share about their businesses and then um, hopefully win the final prize, which is a million dollars. It's like Shark Tank. It is, but a much more nurturing and, you know, helpful and patient one. Like in oh. cash or in like investments? Investments. Wow. Mm. That's still a huge sum of money. And I've seen people like our MediaCorp colleagues filming the big spark all over the office. And mm. it's a huge, huge project. I'm so excited for it. It's already aired, am I right? It is, it is. Yeah, mm-hmm. there's been a few episodes. And I I don't know who the eventual winner is. So I am personally interested and excited about it. Oh, nice. But you know what? In one week from now, we are going to be celebrating International Women's Day. Yeah. And I feel like there's no better person to be here with us in the studio, uh, except for Rhonda. Because like I mentioned, you seem to have everything coming together all for you. Can you tell us, has it always been this easy for you? When I think about everything, what I'm always very grateful for is my parents, you know, my sisters, my uh-huh. family, their friends, you know, good husband, healthy children. So that to me is everything. You know, I go to work, I get to see very wonderful team members. So I think every everything is defined by individuals, right? I don't have everything in terms of the material sense. You know, I don't have everything in wealth. You know, I don't have everything in other ways. Like I haven't traveled the world, you know, but, but you know, in the most important ways, I think, you know, I'm, I'm happy. I have the things that matters. I love that. So nice. She's like a vision board. Yeah. I like that whole theme of gratefulness. I Mm -hmm. think it keeps us young, Mm -hmm. both in our looks, in our mindset, you know, it keeps us happy. Even though we may be experiencing uh, um, existential crisis, which I was when I was reading about what we're talking about today. Uh, Yeah. You've got one more year. Hazy and I are... We are hitting the big three O's this this year. year. This year. This year. This year. Rhonda is like, yay! (laughs) Applause. (laughs) What was it like for you turning 30, Rhonda? Turning 30? I think that year was very exciting for me. What can we look forward to? (laughs) What can we expect? Because all the keywords I see here are like 30 anxiety, 30 phobia, fear of aging. Why so scary? You know, everything is mindset, right? Uh-huh. Like I think when, when we're 20s, we we think about aging a lot because we, we're we thinking more in appearance, right? Mm. But actually, as I age, I start to be grateful for aging because I realize that it's a privilege to be older. Not everyone gets to live till 80, you know? Mm, so every day yeah. that you get older, you're actually very lucky to be here, you know? So then, you know, that mindset shift actually helps you and help myself really embrace aging. So I'm always proud of my age. Um, 
I, you'll, you'll hardly ever say, hear me say, like, I wish I was younger. I know a lot of people say that I wish I was 18 again, 21 again, 30 again. And funny thing is my dad, he likes to say that. He would say, oh, it's so nice if, you know, I could live, you know, young, uh, like go back younger and mm. live longer. And then I said, really? Like, if you could start all over again, would you? He's like, no. <laughs> <laughs> it's too much work. It's too Once much work. is enough. Uh-huh. So once is enough. And he's like, I, I've got your mom and I just want to make sure wherever I go, I still have your mom. That's, oh, that's you know, so that's the most important. I love that. Yeah. That, that's incredible. But do you remember the year when you turned 30? Were there any goals that were still unachieved for you? Oh, I have lots of goals. I remember, like, let's not talk about the year 30 yet, right? Like in my 20s, I remember I want to be married and I wanted to have all my kids by 30. Hey, same. <laughs> I'm still single now, by the way. <laughs> I know, me too at that time. So when I was turning 30, I was single. Casey, you got two months. You got two months you got to, two find months. Someone. to find someone and give up. And give pregnant. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, so I, I had those goals and then I had those goals because um, in my 20s, early, like I think by 25, you know, financially, I was actually very comfortable. So I thought, you know, if I can't get married, if I have my kids, and then I could retire by 40, Mm. you know. So now that I'm nearing my 40s, I'm not looking to retire. So you see things change, Mm. right? So when I was getting to my 30s, I was not really in that mode where like, oh gosh, I haven't done all of this. But I was aware that I wanted to, Mm. you know, and I was very aware at that time that, yeah, I haven't um, hit all of these goals that I had initially set. But then maybe I set them for the wrong reasons, right? Mm. Hmm. You know, it's funny because I know someone who every birthday, she goes into this crisis and she cries. Oh, like weeks leading up to... Crisis, literally. Crisis. (laughs) Weeks leading up to her birthday every year. Is that a friend or... No, no, it's not me. It's not me. (laughs) Sometimes sometimes on Hush Podcast, here's a little secret. We say it's our friend. Actually, it's us. But in this case, it's not. She doesn't cry on her birthday. I don't. What do I do on my birthday? Yeah, she she just never cries. Yeah, she parties it up on her birthday. She's very happy. She was a ball of sunshine. (laughs) Oh, yes, please. Thank you very much. So your friend who My friend cries every year, weeks leading up to her birthday she just feels like resistant towards aging just feels like oh my gosh I've gone through another year what has happened to me Mm. I don't really understand it Mm. because I mean we celebrate our birthdays sorry (laughs) I celebrate for a month by the way (laughs) (laughs) but on the flip side of it I was actually just talking to a young friend the other day and I actually said you know what it's actually great to be this age like, I've never enjoyed it more. I think it's great to be almost 30. You're a little bit more stable here. Mm-hmm. Here. Mm-hmm. Here. Yes. She was pointing to her head, her heart, and then... <laughs> her wallet. Her wallet. Correct, yeah. correct. Sorry, it's a podcast. I forgot. <laughs> <laughs> You're a little bit more stable. Mm. You're only answerable to yourself. Um, you've got money. Mm. You can do whatever you want. Mm-mm. It's great. I agree. But here's my gripe with that, which I don't know if Rhonda can give me some clarity on, right? <laughs> Is that... Yes, I am happier, healthier, you know, mentally, physically, but I do experience a bit of existential crisis. Like, what am I doing in life? You know, what is my purpose? Am I doing the right thing? You know, what's my life going to look like? Should I be doing something else? I don't know if you felt that way, you know, at, at that age. I, I think we should actually consider this on a daily basis, you know, not just at a turning right. you know, point of 30, 40 or 50. I think it's important that, you know, we wake up every day knowing that we'll contribute positively to the world, 
you know, be kind to people around us, you know, have empathy towards others. So I think that's something that's, it's so beautiful that you think about, you know, I don't think it's a crisis. I just oh. think that, you know, think about it. It's good. You know, it's good. So wholesome. Honestly, like after speaking around it today, I might have a crisis. <laughs> <laughs> I need to reload my life. Yeah. <laughs> okay, yeah. so question for Rhonda. Were you afraid of turning 30? Was Ooh. I afraid? I think that year was a great year for me. Um, I think a few years before I was, I was in quite a bad state. So I got out of a long-term relationship mm. that I thought was going to be my life. You know, I was going to get married. I'm going to have my kids, right? High By five. 30. High five, right? Yeah. <laughs> and I think at that time, I just thought, how am I going to get out of this? You know, how am I going to live through this? And I had, a, I had a lot of questions to myself. Like, am I doing things right? You know, did I not, you know, give enough in a good relationship to make the relationship good? You know, mm. was I the cause of all the arguments, mm. all the problems? So I think that time was tough and I had good people around me. You know, I had great friends. I have my sister who then said, it's going to get better. And I said, what do you mean it's going to be better? You know, and I'm crying. And, and she said, well, it doesn't take a genius to see that it's not great. You know, oh, so, oh, no. <laughs> you know. So, but still I was like, but how do you know? What if my life gets worse? What if I meet a worse right. guy, right? Mm. And and I remember my sis said, just trust that it'll be better. Mm. And and she said, don't spend too much time feeling sad. I remember she said, just give yourself 10 minutes and then move on. This is what I practice every time right. I'm sad. I say, okay, I can wallow in this pity pool of sadness for 10 minutes, but that's it. Yeah, just move on, yes. right? And then... In hindsight, she was right. So by the time I got to my 30s, I was out of that mess, <laughs> you know, and and life was good. You know, I have that I have that friends, the family and everyone who's around me. And you start learning some things that are very meaningful, you know, in life, which mm. is that the people who really, really love you, they will always continue to love you. Oh. And the people who kind of love you for a while and then don't love you anymore, they never really truly loved you, you know. So I also learned that, you know, true love endures you know it persists right. yeah and i think many people in life they are either a learning point or an end point it's like for a season or a reason yeah mm. exactly well I, I can't say like i think the same as you right now Rhonda, because i'm turning 30 in about two months time and as much as i have the financial side of things um my career like sort of like settled but some things are just beyond our control, right? Like finding a partner. Mm. You actually need someone else to, to be in love with you. I think a many lot people, of people are in love with you, Hazy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Don't think that's the problem but here. Yeah. But no, she but wants someone that she's in love with. Oh, that's course. right. That's right. And I want to start up a family. Timeline is important to me, you know. I, I have to say, I'm afraid of turning 30. But you know, what, what I also learned from some friends around me is... You know, if you look at Hyungbin and Sun Yejin, oh, wow. if they were not single at that age, mm, right. they wouldn't meet each other. That's true. So I always feel like that's a time for the right time, you mm, know, and mm. the right time is not always defined by your age. And age, you know, people say it's just a number. It is. It's like time, you know, it keeps us, you know, having a benchmark to know where, where we are, you know. Wow. But the reality of like time, it's, it's also very fluid. It's very flexible. You know, you meet the wrong person at the wrong time that we might think is the right time mm -hmm. gosh you then get married with someone that's wrong you it's know still the wrong person, right. wrong yes. person. Yeah. you might right. as well have waited another 10 years for the right mm. person right mm. i believe right person wrong time is still, still wrong person, the wrong person. <laughs> still the wrong person but there are 
you know, anxieties with regards to any kind of big life change or something like turning 30, like mm. Hazy said, right? I think that's a specific goal that you thought you would achieve by 30, being married or yeah, having or a having partner, kids, right? having yeah. kids. And that's an unrealized dream Mm-mm. or goal, right? That you haven't attained or just in general, you know, societal expectations. For me, I think it's more like being financially independent. Which you are, big. No, like looking at my amazing friends, like Hazel over here actually just mm. bought her first home. Wow. Yes. Yes. Congratulations. Yes. Right? And a lot of my friends are doing amazing and great things. And then mm. I have to kind of take a stock take with myself. Am I doing enough to save? Like, am I spending too much money? You know, what, what am I doing? So these are societal expectations or things mm. that you benchmark, right? Against what your peers are doing. Mm, yeah. right. But here's the thing, right? I just wish that people would benchmark against themselves. Right. Like, it doesn't matter what anyone's doing. Because I think what Rhonda said earlier really struck call me that it's only up to you. Like it's on your timeline. Yeah, mm. but you know, Azura, I wish that the world benchmarked themselves on how much goodness they do. Because I find like, especially in the business world, right? It's always benchmarked against success. We're not talking about needs, right? Of course mm. we need we need to make money, we yeah. need to buy food. We're talking about success in terms of like, Mm. this person has so much wealth, so Mm. much fame. And that's how they're ranked in society, right? Like Mm. if you have more wealth, you generally generally rank higher on respect. Mm. But then I always find that if only the world was ranked on goodness, right? Mm. If you did more goodness, if you contributed more, you're ranked higher. Um, I I think that would make the world better. You know, it would be a much better milestone to achieve. Mm. Like imagine our milestones were not... I want to be a millionaire. It's more like I wanted to have help a hundred people by the time I turn 30, you know. I think that would wow. be so much more beautiful. I vote Rhonda for president. I, I know. know. I know. You have my I vote. Madam president. <laughs> I, I love that. That's Actually, so nice. No, because you see all the stress with yeah. you a lot of times is like, you know, the pressure from others, right? Mm. And this pressure mm. comes from this benchmark, material benchmark. Yeah. Mm. Like, you know, but when do people talk about like, what goodness have you done today? Mm. Yeah, you that's know? true. But I think in society like Singapore, where sometimes unfortunately things are a bit more materialistic. You have to get a property by this age. You yes. have to own a car by that age. People have this fear of underachieving. Mm. Like, oh, I'm really 30 this year, but I've not achieved this. How? And that's when like the fear starts to eat you up. Perhaps it's not about pushing yourself to achieve what society expects of you, but it's about changing your mindset to that's really, nice. yeah, to, to something like what Rhonda says, right? Is there a better benchmark that you can set for yourself? And every day... I think the goal is to be better than you were yesterday. Mm. Not to be better than him or her or someone else, but it's to be better than who you were just one day ago. And Absolutely. if you've done that, you've succeeded. Mm. Yeah. Absolutely. And I think on the flip side of it, I'm so resistant towards societal expectations. <laughs> and Duh. we know this. Yes. And society's timeline. Uh-huh. That I'm on the complete opposite end of it where I really don't care. Like, <laughs> I really true, don't. not lying. I'm, yeah. <laughs> I'm not interested in your, you know, vertical race, like your rat race. I really am not. I'm a little bit more interested in the lateral growth. For myself, I always find it's about maximizing your own potential. Mm-hmm. All of our potentials are different. We have different talents. I think maximizing your own potential, to me, is actually a duty to others. How I, do you do that? Maximize your own potential? I find that in my growing up life, when I do charity work, volunteer work. You go to places where these people, they don't have the privilege or advantages that we have. No education. Their parents may not exist for them. Mm. Um, If they were to grow up, they don't have jobs available for them. 
So I always view that the fact that we're here, you know, we have to maximize the ability that we can contribute, mm. you know. And, and and for myself in my 20s, I spent a lot of my time trading, trading um, equities. You know, mm. I, I was a very good trader just because I'm very good with numbers, you know, so I made good money from there. You know, in my 30s, it's so much more about how can I convert all of this knowledge into things that's more beneficial. And that's how Oh My Home came about. So I'm not wealthier, you know, I'm not having more time for fun, you know, but I'm just doing a business that I think can contribute to other people's lives, you know, making sure that every home that Oh My Home transacts is honest, it's safe, you know, somebody's family is, they don't have to worry, am I talking to the right person? Did I get the best deal? So that's what I have, you know, committed my life to because I know I can. Wow. Yeah. No, I have just to reflect wow. on that really. Yeah. yeah. I will in my journal tonight. <laughs> Your journal. Yeah. It's really something to think about. I also want to ask you, you know, sometimes people say it's true, right? That things change by the decade. Mm -hmm. So, you know, now that you're in your 30s, looking back at your 20s, what do you think is the biggest change or difference in terms of maybe your values? Uh, what's most important to you? Like self-confidence, um, self-worth, mm. you know, does it get better? <laughs> it gets better because in my 20s, I felt that I, I, I feel what, what you're sharing about the societal pressure, about mm. having to perform not just for yourself, but, you know, to kind of like show others that, mm -hmm. hey, see, I'm quite successful. I'm like quite good impress. at what I do. Yeah, like... In my 20s, I had, you know, such great fun, you know, friends and everything. Um, but the focus was more on, you know, finding, I think, finding, having a dynamic life, learning, you know, about myself. By the time I got to 30s, it's a lot calmer, you know. And I think with family, it's also different. You kind of yeah. calm down and your the things that you want to do is so much to to be a better parent, to be a better role model, to have... Your kids have only things to be proud of mm. and you don't have to apologize for like, you know, I wish I had done this better. I wish I had provided you better. If you look at the most famous people of the world, uh, when they're going to die, you know, when they're at an old age, the things they talk about was never about, I wish I spent more time dressing up and look better. Mm -hmm. I wish I bought more bags. Um, it was always about family. It was always about contribution. It was always about apologies, regrets, mm. right? And I think if, if, you, if you learn from those, you don't have to get to that age. You can already have it today, you know, and then choose to live in a way where, you know, if that person could come back to turning 30 today, what would that person do today? Wow. He would spend more time with his loved ones. Mm. He would spend more time, you know, devoting his life to doing things that matter. But we can do that today. This is such a great reminder. Like sometimes I feel like all three of us, we are so busy working that we get sucked into the everyday hustle and bustle of life. We that, all do, yeah. That we don't pause and reflect and think about the things that we could be doing better as a daughter, as a sister, mm. as a friend, as I a know, colleague. Especially as a daughter, you know, mm. I find a lot of times that I'm talking about just good parents, right? If the parents are not good, that's a different thing, right? But good parents, mm -hmm. I find a lot of times children really don't spend time with them. They mm. don't love them enough. They spend more money on themselves. So this is something I, I always like to remind my friends, like, you know, your parents are getting old. If you don't spend on them now, they're not going to be around for too long. Mm. Oh my gosh, I suddenly miss my parents so much. <laughs> I'm getting very emotional. I know. Thinking about right? it. Right? If yeah, you find like true. people my age, right, they spend a lot more on their kids. We're mm. not talking about school, like just in general, travel okay. and stuff. And I'll mm -hmm. be like, 
maybe you should take your parents on a trip instead. Mm. You know, your kids who are like seven years old, they can't wait. That's mm. true. That's true, though. Yeah, I agree. I think, you know, over the course of your life, your, your time spent with family, especially parents, mm. it drops drastically once you're in your 20s. Correct. But that's mm. up to you to change, right? Mm. That's up to you to make time for your family, right? Spend more quality time with them. And, and in a way, you know, you might have less regrets later yes. in life. I mean, since when anyone who's like, you know, at the end of their life say like, I wish my, I use my phone more, right? Right. Aww. I wish I'd spend less time with my family. No one's no ever one said says that. that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No one says that. In life. Exactly. <laughs> and now Rhonda, you are actually approaching the next decade of your life. So in your thirties, did you feel, or do you feel like, you know, I'm in my prime right now. This is the peak. Or do you feel like there's more, you know, for you in life? No, prime is, prime is a, a, a state a mindset, of mind. Right? It's a state of mind. I have this optimism in life that it'll get better because I think I can do more, mm. you know, and I can, hopefully I can watch my children grow up. I say words like hopefully not to be morbid, mm. but we really don't know when is our last day. We Tomorrow's really don't know. Tomorrow's not guaranteed. Yes. Yeah. So yeah. this is why every day, you know, it's good to ask these questions, right? Yeah. Like, is today, are we doing the right things today? So as I as, as I look forward to, you know, going into 40s, um, I I want to see how I can contribute even more. How can I build more love? How can I share more? Even the big spark, you know, the reason I wanted to, I was so happy to join them was because they said, look, this is not Shark Tank. Mm. This is a place where we're going to groom the next, you know, um, startups, founders who are aspiring to do good for the world. And if you watch the show, you see the things that they're producing, that they're they have invented. It's so amazing. And I said, yes, I'm more than happy to help with that, you know. So I think I want to contribute more of my life and time to that. You know, I want my, hopefully my children, you know, to to focus their thinking on every day about have they been kind. So when I think about the prime of life, it is a state of mind, right? Today, we're good, we're healthy, we can think. Today is prime. Mm. You don't know what happens tomorrow, mm. you know? So this prime has to be every day, you know? Every day we're in our prime. Well, I'm suddenly not so afraid of aging anymore. I love this. Like, I can step bravely into my 30s. <laughs> it will be good. It will oh. be awesome. So if there were three major life lessons that you felt you have taken away from being in your 30s, what would they be? I would say, number one, you know, have the courage to do what's right. Um, we all know sometimes what right is. It could be standing up for someone. It could be a stranger. Uh, we could do more of that. And I think number two, I, I in my own experiences, have listen and trust. Mm. And what I mean by listen and trust, it could be minor things. If someone says you're drinking too much, it could be bubble tea, Coke, oh, coffee. Okay, okay. That kind of thing. Okay, got you, got you. I'm so okay. sorry. I accidentally just look at Azura for a good like three seconds. The eyes, just the eyeballs. <laughs> Yeah, yes, so yes, if someone yes. says you're doing too much of something, you probably are. You don't have to defend yourself, you know? Mm. Oh. You probably are. If someone says you're using your phone too much, you probably are, you know? So trust and listen because there are times in your life you actually cannot make decisions. Right. You're too blinded and mm. this comes mm. with relationships as well. Mm -hmm. So it's so good to have someone you can trust, you know, mm. that's unbiased. I think the last one is really just, you know, really spend time in a meaningful way. Yeah, I think that's that that will make your 30s so so beautiful, right? Because mm. every day you know I'm doing this because I want to. And mm. if you're listening to this in your teens or 20s, you can start now. Yes. yes. Don't wait until you're 30. <laughs> exactly. Start now. Every day can be a meaningful day 
that you've contributed positively to someone or something. I agree. But I just want to understand, like Rhonda, you are a woman who wears many caps, right? You have business, you're a mother, you're a wife, you're a daughter, you're a sister. How do you then plan your time? Such that it doesn't burn you out, but you can still give this amount of energy to people who are worthy of your time. I think what, whatever I'm doing, mm. I'm 100%. Mm-hmm. Like here, I'm 100% uh-huh. here. I'm not thinking about my work later. Mm. I'm not thinking about like who's picking up my kids, right? Mm. I'm here. If, if I'm with my but kids... But wait, there's someone picking up my kids, right? Yes. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Just so checking. I've already got that organized. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. But being you know, present in being the Being very present. Moment. When I'm with my parents, I'm so mindful mm. of not using my phone. You know the That's phone... That's tough though. It's mm. so tough. There's always text to reply. Oh. There's always something to do, right? But you'll never find me browsing any social media mm. if I'm with anyone. I just don't do that. I'm, I really, if I have to reply a text, it's a text that I must reply. Right. So I'm very aware of that, you know. So that's how I spend my time. If I'm at work, I'm at work. You can try calling me 10 times. I won't answer the phone. I like that. So it's really because that you're so busy that anything you invested time in has to be something that is meaningful to you. It must be meaningful. It must be worth the time. If I enter, enter a meeting, people are not prepared mm. and it's a waste of time. I'm very aware of like, stay patient, stay calm, you know, and then I'll try in my best tone to say, could you guys please prepare better for the meeting next time? That's way nicer (laughs) than I ever said that. I'll be like, why are you guys not prepared? Oh, yeah, that's that's really the tone I feel, right? But I have to try my best, like, you know, this person is new to the company. Maybe he doesn't know, you know, but yes, it has to be a good use of time, Mm. you know? So I try to be, I really try my best to be present. You know, and, and, and that's the best I can do. So yesterday, mm-hmm. um, I, I was supposed to have dinner with my husband, but none of us had time to plan. So we just walked around and then we just dined at a casual restaurant. And one thing that we both shared at the same moment is, isn't it beautiful that we can just be happy just because we're together? Not because there's good food, not because, you know, we went to a very nice place or dress up. It's just we're together. Right. Mm -hmm. Fun fact for people who are watching or listening in, at this point of recording, yesterday was actually Valentine's Day. Yep. So it's supposed to be an occasion for two people, like planned ahead of time. But I love that you freestyled it, winged it, stepped into any restaurant that you saw and had a good time. Because when it's the right person, it doesn't matter where you are, what you do. It doesn't matter what you eat. Yeah, but it's nice, right? Rather than blaming each other, like, oh my God, why didn't you plan anything? I'm so tired, Mm. I'm so hungry, you know? Mm. So, So I thought, you know, this... This to me, this little things in life, this is true happiness. They, they matter, they matter. Mm. Did he get you roses, by the way? No, sometimes he get me roses on our anniversary or something, oh. you know, flowers. Oh, he gets me, he's Australian, he gets me this wild Australian flowers. Oh. And I remember this year, he actually wrote a card and he said, like many years ago when we first met, I sent this to you and you really liked it. So many years later, I'm <gasps> sending you the very same thing and I hope you feel the same as you did the first time. Oh. Oh, and I cry when I read it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> He's about to cry. Oh, I'm very emotional. I, I, that's really so beautiful. Cute. That's so that beautiful. Really, really like, cute. I yeah. want this kind of love for myself. I mean, all, all girls deserve... I met him yeah. after 30. <laughs> <laughs> all in the right time. Yes. All in the right time. All in the right time. Okay, I'll try not to to be overly anxious about my biological clock. All in the right time, Hazy. Yes, all in, in the, the meantime, right time. you can still send in your applications. <laughs> Your resume. So to my girls, you know, who are approaching this new decade, (sighs) what's something that you hope for yourself when you turn 30 and onwards? 
I think there was something that I read recently that really resonated with me that I think is along the lines of what we've spoken about today, which is sometimes we get so impatient for something that we want or we really, you know, we're chasing after something and we can't wait to get there. We're like, why is it taking so long? Why do I have to go through so much like, you know, rubbish before I get to where I want to be? But imagine if you knew that after 50 no's, it would be a yes. Every no you got, you would be so excited because you know it's coming. Mm. That's That's so nice. nice. It's a very nice mindset. I like that. For me, I think I just want to be more aware and more selective of my choices. I feel like time is finite, Um, especially stepping to my 30s. I want everything I do to be meaningful. Every friend I make, every relationship I step into, every decision that I make for my career, I want it to be very focused, um, very skewed towards my end goal. Wow. That's beautiful. Really? Okay. <laughs> I was like, look at you. Rhonda seems like she's going to disapprove my position. No, no, that's beautiful. <laughs> no, no, and, I like and that. And I always think, especially with relationships, right? Like you really can't, you can't rush it at all. Mm, for sure. What about you, Jimmy? What's one thing you want to do differently? I think one thing that I'm still trying to find in life is balance. Mm-hmm. Balance between work and personal life and this and that. And I'm trying to find also the energy to be more optimistic, like what Rhonda's mindset is, right? To be grateful for anything small that happens in your life. It doesn't have to be a major thing that you're thankful for, but I just think being grateful for the small things, it it really does help your mental health in a very big way. And that's still something that I'm trying to change my mindset about. Like if something doesn't go my way, instead of going to the worst case scenario or thinking in a negative way, how can I reframe my mind to look at it in the positive. That's nice. Yeah. Well, if anything, I feel like for all four of us to be sitting here alive, happy, healthy, that's really something to count our blessings for. Exactly. Right? I was just, you know, listening and just thinking maybe we just set our benchmark lower. And then, <laughs> right. Yeah, it's the benchmark of happiness. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. so, so my benchmark of happiness is, is everyone well and alive and happy and healthy? Mm. Okay, yes. Okay, happy. Oh, good. Mm. You know, mm. everything else is bonus. And if anything else is bad, then it still doesn't affect my benchmark of mm. happiness. I love that. Adjust your benchmark and you'll be happy all the time. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And I think it's as simple as that. Find happiness in every little thing. Absolutely. Yes. It doesn't have to be something big before you're happy. Mm-hmm. Then you'll never be happy. Agree. Okay, so I just want to wrap up with one last question for Rhonda and then for the girls. Mm-hmm. Rhonda, what is one last piece of advice you would give to someone who is turning 30 years old? Enjoy it. This huh. Every day is the youngest that you can ever oh, be. That's true. So enjoy it. It's just beautiful. You're lucky. You're, ha- you're healthy. You're well. You can be in your 30s. So shine, you know, and just be grateful. And just enjoy every single day of your 30s, right? And hopefully when you get to your 40s, you're super happy. You're even happier. And I feel like Rhonda is so happy that she actually looks so young. What about you girls? What is one thing that you would want to tell your future self? My future self? Yes. Okay. Let's take things um, 10 years down the road. Okay. okay. Wow. What would you now uh-huh. want to say to the you 10 years later? I hope you're happy. Oh. Yeah. But knowing yeah. Jermaine, I know you will be happy. Aww. You will work hard to so. achieve that for yourself and the people so. who love you. Like us, mm. your friends around you will support you. I'll yes. still be there to haunt your life. Don't worry. Yeah. <laughs> I love you guys. What about you, Zura? I hope you continue living your life in such a way where you do anything you want to. You allow life to take you wherever it wants to. And I hope that you know 
that even though that path leads you to a little bit more heartbreaks than usual because okay. it exposes you to more risk. But I hope you've lived a good life where if anything were to happen on any day, you can actually say, I've lived a good life. I have no regrets. Absolutely not. She was a ball of sunshine. Thank you very much. <laughs> Azura makes it sound like she's talking to the 90-year-old version. Yeah. <laughs> what okay. about you, Hazy? For me, I recently saw something on Instagram that really struck a chord with me. It says, don't stress. Because if you're stressing about something that hasn't happened, mm. you're basically putting yourself through it twice. Mm. And I'm like, yo, <laughs> that makes sense. So what 29-year-old Hazy want to tell 39-year-old um, myself would be just stop thinking about what will happen in the future and just live every day as I would. Stop now, Hazy. Stop what? Stop, stop thinking yeah, and worrying. Yeah, stop overthinking. Stop I know, I know. I'm working on it. Trust me, it's I'm working on it. It's easier said than done, right? Know, right? We're all mm -hmm. work in progress. Even mm -hmm. till the day we die, we'll still be a work in progress. Mm -hmm. And that's, right. that's okay. Yeah. yeah. But you know, I feel like I've gained a lot of insight from just speaking with Rhonda. I'm very inspired. I know. Yeah. Right. Oh. It was a really, really encouraging and like, um, it's a very good conversation that we had with you, Rhonda. Mm. Oh, I hope so. Thank you. Mm. That's great to know. Thank you so much. Thank you very much. And if you want to, you know, check out Rhonda's um, insights and mentorship, you can uh, watch CNA's The Big Spark. Mm -hmm. I kind of want to see, you mm -hmm. know, what these startups have come up with. Yeah. Some of the great ideas, right? To win a million dollars in funding. That is no small laugh. Incredible. Yeah. Amazing. But you know what? Otherwise, you can follow us for more updates on Instagram at itsclarity.co. That's right. You can listen to us on Spotify, me, listen, Apple Podcasts. I also want to say in a world where you can be anything, choose to be kind. Oh, nice. I love that. Wow. Um, we're also on YouTube. So come and check it out. And you'll know what we mean about Rhonda being the absolute like epitome of glow. She's just, yes. she's oh, just wow. glowing. She's glowing. She she's glowing. <laughs> Madame <you>. President. <laughs> thank you so much, Rhonda. Yes. Oh, thank, thank, you. thank you, Rhonda. Thank you. It's a privilege to be here. Thank you. See you guys. Bye. Bye guys. Bye.